The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells, and with me today, as always, is New York Magazine sex columnist Maureen O'Connor. Hey, Maureen. Hey, David. We've got a great show for you today, sort of a twofer. First, we're going to be joined by Nona Willis-Aronowitz, who wrote an amazing piece on audio porn for Playboy. Nona, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And we brought you on because we wanted to um, have a kind of expert to explain to us the world of audio porn. We've been interested last week Pornhub launched what was called a Maureen, what was it called? Um, they launched their described video category, which is designed to allow visually impaired and blind people to listen to porn. Um, what they actually did was they added sort of not sexy but not unsexy narration to 50 of their most popular videos. So for instance, if you're a blind person who's always wondered what was it like when Ray J was pumping his dick in Kim Kardashian? Now you can find out in real time, like laid over the tracks. And Maureen's going to be talking to some people from Pornhub later in the show. But first, we wanted to have Nona on to give us the sort of big picture lay of the land. What is the state of like sexy audio pornish stuff? How did you even discover that audio porn existed in this world? Well, it, it started by um, just having grievances about modern porn. Like my uh-huh. friends and I were sort of talking about how we just don't find most porn on the Internet very hot. And part of it is that it's mostly made for men. And mm-hmm. part of it is that any little visual thing can kind of throw you off your game. Um, but my friend Emily started watching threesome scenes and only listening to the audio because they were kind of all talking to each other and right. like narrating to each other. And but then not watching the video, just listening. Right, just not lo- not watching, just listening. Um, and me being a journalist, I was like, I wonder if there is like this underworld of audio porn. And sure enough, there was. Um, the porn hub of audio porn is the subreddit Gone Wild Audio that has just like hundreds of thousands of tracks of all kinds of things. I mean, the most basic modern audio porn track is just a masturbation track. Somebody is masturbating and recording it and putting it on the internet. For men, it's called Faps. For women, it's called Schlicks. These are like... Wait, is Schlick the... These are like automatopoeia for masturbation, like Fap, 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 Fap. I didn't know... (laughs) Fap is one of David's favorite neologisms, but I didn't know there was a female version. Oh, yeah. It's a Schlick. And is there a C in there or is it just S-H? It's S... C-H, yeah. How dramatic is the schlick? <laughs> Pretty dramatic, I guess. Yeah, the, the, the Jewish version, yeah, the S-C-H, I think. Um, and so those are pretty basic, and those yeah. can be super hot. Um, I think we have pulled a clip of that, which is not safe for work, but I think everyone knows this entire podcast isn't safe for work. <laughs> That's one of the most furtive ones. I mean, most of them are much more performative. If you if you want to put a um, like a classic fap, I'd do the second, the one. Well, actually, the third one where I'm like, this is my favorite. That's actually like a platonic ideal of a really nice 
fat track. You know, it's like mostly it's clearly him masturbating, but he's kind of just talking dirty in general. There's not really a plot. It's just him sort of talking. Yeah, it's just like sort of a vague sense of sexiness that you just fill in 100% with your imagination because you sort of don't have any other information about who he is, where he is. Right, yeah. But then, like on the other side of the spectrum, there are some really highly produced audio porn tracks that have like a really complicated narrative and has have a whole plot, a whole premise. It's like a radio play. It's like a radio play, exactly. You pulled out some of the most hysterical, those Super 8 tracks from <laughs> the 70s. Yes. In which... It, that actually is the case, that they sound like an old-timey radio show. Yeah, and I actually don't even feel like they're expressly for arousal. Like, you know how some porn, especially old porn, it's, like, more for, like, comedy and titillation than, like, actually getting yourself off? Because usually yeah. – and, and my theory about this is, like, up until a few decades ago, you couldn't really watch porn in, in private. You had to, like – do it at a stag party or like go to a theater and it was like a whole event and you aren't probably not jerking off in the corner like while you're with your frat brothers or whatever. So it's kind of supposed to be like body and like risque but not necessarily like trying to make you orgasm. Hello? Kill you fucking whore! Honey, that's a hell of a way to talk to your best girl buddy. What the fuck are you bitching about? You know damn good and well what I'm talking about, you bitch. You fucked Joe the bartender last night and he wasn't worth shit. I sucked his joint for 30 minutes and his prick was like a piece of spaghetti. (laughs) To crown it off, the bastard had the nerve to laugh when it wouldn't come up. But he finally admitted that you had fucked and sucked him earlier during his lunch break. No, I'm sitting here with a banana up my hungry cunt. Oh, honey, baby, you know he never even looked my way. That dirty liar. <laughs> Don't give me that shit, you bitch. He shoved that pencil prick of his up your cunt, up your asshole and down your throat so often he could find that cave of a cunt of yours in the dark. All right, little pussy buddy. But when he grabbed me by the ass at the club last night, I creamed in my pants. Wait a minute, you cock-greedy bitch. After all, I'm the one who's a divorcee and he's all alone. At least, Grace, you're still married and have some steady cock around. You're alone like the top girl in a whorehouse, you bitch. You could have at least warned me. What am I supposed to do with their burnt-out fucks after you've sucked their nuts dry? Plus, that old pencil prick husband of <laughs> mine doesn't really thrill me listening anymore. to a lot of All this. right, little buddy, I'm sorry. Next time I'll tell you. You little whore. What the hell is going on? I'm coming, you dumb bitch. Who the hell is there? Oh, nobody, you dumb bitch. I couldn't wait anymore. I'm climbing the damn walls. Oh, I told you I had a banana up my cunt. Oh, God, it's good. This is one of the first audio porn tracks I found during my search. It was like some abandoned blog spot where this guy um, collects really rare Super 8s, I guess, mm-hmm. and found this in like some shack like <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest, I think. And it's from the 70s, but it sounds more like the 40s or like it's like kind of like vaudevillian in some way. The only comparison I have for this sort of thing is that I once 
being a Minnesotan, went to see Garrison Keillor record A Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> and they do that old-timey thing where, like, a guy, like, walks a pair of shoes across the table to make it sound like somebody's walking in the door. And literally, that is the closest thing I have to that. So what do you think yeah. was producing the schlicking sound effect from that? I cannot figure it out. <laughs> I picture them in rollers with, like, a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and, like, some ratty robe and, like, using, like, you know, banana in a pudding. It's funny because it does seem like they're trying to imitate, like, the language of, like, a noir detective story. Totally. It's like Bugsy Malone or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not, like, super – I guess – so my friend Emily found this and and she was like, you know, the dialogue is really ridiculous. But then, like, in between the dialogue, the moans and groans were kind of hot. So I guess – like, you know, it was yeah. titillating to some people. But it's not as, like, serious as, like, all the stuff on Reddit that's, like, actually really supposed to be, like, a masturbation aid. And mm-hmm. when did that all get started? Like, what's the – how long has that been going on? Well, there was sort of, like, audio porn-ish podcasts in the early aughts, like, where there would be, like, erotica read. Like, there's literotica.com, and then there's, like, an audio wing of that. So there are, like, people sexily reading erotica, and that's been going on for a while. And there's, like, sort of a parallel universe in Tumblr where there's a lot of these, like, moaning tracks also – That, I feel like, is relatively new because people can just record stuff so easily on their phones, like voice memos. Mm -hmm. Um, Gone Wild Audio, I think, was founded in 2012 by this guy whose username is Hardin Long. Uh He wouldn't tell me his real name. Did Um, he tell you how long? (laughs) He was actually very demure. I I I was pretty disappointed. But Gone Wild Audio is sort of an outgrowth of of uh, Gone. What is it called? Just the Gone Wild. Yeah, Gone where Wild. Women show their tits or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like the same thing. And this one is just sort of. I think it's kind of like kinder and gentler, and like more of like a warm community. And definitely a lot of dudes are putting tracks up too. Tell us a little bit about like the cornucopia. Like when if you go to this Reddit, what are the tracks that you encounter, and how do they differ from? What you see when you're watching shit on Pornhub, for instance. I mean, in terms of like thematically, they're actually not that different. There are some extreme, extreme clips, like all kinds of stuff, like pedophilia and like extreme face fucking and extreme like um, domination. And it's interesting because you said that at least you started getting interested in it because you were turned off from like a lot of male focused Porn, porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It seems like a lot of that is there. A lot the... of that is there, but it's not – for some reason, it's like you can – since you can think of the visuals yourself, it's not like super offensive. And these are like all normal people who might have like a slight exhibitionist streak but don't want to actually have their bodies on the internet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of empowering for people who, like, don't actually want to ruin their lives or, like, get fired or whatever by being in porn, but they do kind of want to express themselves that way. That said, I wasn't into the more extreme stuff. Like, what I really liked was the really personal narratives, like people talking right to me and, like, calling me baby and making me feel <laughs> like I'm, like, the sexiest bitch in the world and I'm the only person that they're talking to. Like, that's what I liked about there it. There was some really romantic audio porn and yeah. some sort of romantic connections between the community of audio porn enthusiasts, it sounded like. Yeah, absolutely. There's this one story that just gets me every time. Um, This user, Raven Fox, who actually is one of the few people um, 
from GWA, from Gone Wild Audio, who actually make a living off of audio porn. She does all the stuff for GWA for free. But this one guy posted a request. You can post requests. And he said, you know, I haven't had a lover in a long time. I'm going through a really difficult divorce. I feel like I'll never find love again. Like, can anyone, you know, help me? And he was obviously asking for a sexual track, but... Also, you know, something emotional. And she posted this beautiful, (laughs) romantic, (laughs) but extremely sexual track where she's like screaming his name and saying, I love you while she's coming. And it was quite nice. Can, Can you play that clip for us? It was impossible to resist when I woke up to this fine, sexy, naked man next to me. You're absolutely irresistible. So I'm not going to resist. <laughs> no, you just lay there and let me take care of you. Hmm. Now, I'm just going to move the blankets. Down. Down. <laughs> Is that a cat in the background? Yeah. Sometimes real life gets in the way. I mean, true to life, maybe they're in a romantic situation and they have a pet mm. cat. That's right. What do we have here? I told you you didn't have to get up. <laughs> mm, I'm so glad you did. Hmm. I just uh, want to kiss a good morning. Hmm. <laughs> Lick it good morning. <laughs> I can do that too. Hmm. <sighs> I love it when you twitch. Hmm. It feels like it sort of solves something that's always seemed a little bit of a problem to me about porn generally, which is like you're sort of imagining that you're involved, but you're also like by nature of the fact that you're watching other people like removed from it. And this is like it's pretty easy just to imagine yourself being the recipient. Like there's no – It's like – Point of view porn, except you don't look down and see someone well, else's penis. Point of penis, view porn you know? is so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like it por- is so weird. It's like an out of body experience. I can sort of imagine myself like fucking a woman with a penis if I watch a POV dude porn. I know. Well, that's what they say about audio in general. Like audio theorists will tell you that audio is is much more intimate than any other medium because you're not inflicting this gaze on it. You're sort of like it's this participant and you're enveloped in the sound. Like that's true for porn and non-porn. That's why radio feels so intimate, you know. <laughs> that's why like Sarah Koenig really got to us, like that kind of thing. Like, um, So it's actually a really good medium if you're, if you're feeling kind of assaulted by images on the internet. You can feel a little bit more like you're participating it also makes me wonder if like the porn video porn that you see, if its appeal really is essentially voyeuristic even more than it is essentially sexual. That is like that people are into it because they're watching someone else have sex. That's not a problem. That's like a feature of what video Maybe. porn is. I think so. I agree. 
It's funny because then I also started wondering what gets lost in that um, Audioborn is sort of a weird disruption of our predominant communicative sex form sexting, right? That it is completely – at first I was like, that is so unnatural. Why would you ever make a voice memo of that? Or why would you ever talk out loud when you have a phone? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like kind of startling. You know, after this piece, um, I started putting voice memos in my – Sexts. A guy once asked me to do that. Um, really? But here's the thing. I couldn't actually come while recording myself. Like it was just like too many um, too many things were happening. <laughs> I don't know. The coordination was too difficult. I've only done this with one person. <laughs> but all of those were fake orgasms definitely. Did, oh, did, does he know that? <laughs> I don't well, know. He does now. I mean, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an orgasm, like so True. much as like 15 seconds of like you touching yourself or whatever. I mean, I also I also think like if you're actually going to make something for GWA, you'll just like put the voice memo on, like put your phone a few feet away from you and then forget about it. Like that's what I think. Ah. That's what I know people do. Because I, I mean, I went through a phase of doing this myself. Wait, but Nona, in the process of working on this story, you had a fell into a sort of torrid audio porn affair, did you not? I did. And I was actually extremely embarrassed that <laughs> it was happening while I was God. Compromised <laughs> journalist. So embarrassed. Exactly. I was like, on one hand, I'm a terrible journalist. On the other hand, maybe I'm like the best person to do this because I'm really like immersing myself in like what could be so hot about audio porn. Well, it's like a actually fact-checked penthouse letters all of a sudden. That seems just <laughs> correct for Playboy in my mind at least. That's true. Exactly. Well, so I was I was sending out like literally dozens of Reddit messages to all kinds of people on GWA, but this favorite guy was like, I hope that he writes me back because, like, his tracks are just great. What was his name? Um, his username at the time was Oral Explosion, <laughs> A- <laughs> A-U-R-A-L. Um, now it's Oral Explosions with an S because he, um, he, like, freaked out at one point and erased all of his stuff, much to my chagrin. Um, and but then like restarted his his account. And by the way, when we were listening to that fap track, that was one of my very favorites of oral explosions. He's a virgin, <laughs> which I dis- which I discovered like an hour into our interview when he got back to me. He was like he he wrote this like very nice email, being like, "I'll tell you whatever you want." Like for me, it's just like a you know, like a, a beautiful fantasy land where there's no consequences and you can just explore your innermost fantasies. And then we were like G-chatting and then like two hours into it, he was like, and I've never had sex before. So are his fantasies just pure fat videos or is he actually imagining like, come on, baby, and he's just sort of envisioning what he thinks sex would be like and narrating it? Yeah. I mean, he's so uh, – for somebody who hasn't had sex, he's so vivid <laughs> got it. with some of these scenarios. I was like so impressed. So <laughs> – I was just like, wow. So, um, you're like, you've got a future ahead of you, kid. Seriously. I'm like, you're going to be great in bed one day. <laughs> um, but we like kept talking and talking. And then, so it wasn't really a torrid affair until the piece came out. And there's this part of it that was like, was like, did he do this track just for me? Or is audio porn so intimate that it feels like it's just for me? And then he like wrote me an email and was like, it was just for you. And I was like, really? And then we started exchanging audios. Personal audios. Personal audios. He made me a personal audio. And I made him a personal audio of me listening to his audio. So it was like 
Inception. Wait, so do you yes. have in what in your version, do you have both of the sounds then? I'm listening to it in my headphones. Ah. Responding to what he's saying. And we did this a lot, actually. You can put the two tracks together, and it sounds like you're having sex. Oh, my gosh. It's That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. the vir- He's not a virgin sonically. No. he's Only corporeally. That's right. He's he's not a virgin sonically at all. And, like, here and I am. And what is the body anyways? Exactly. And, like, so here I am, like, like, exchanging all these audios. I mean, by the way, I'm, like, in a very serious relationship. <laughs> But this was research. Uh, yeah. My <laughs> my man was like, uh, like, okay. I mean, I kind of like <laughs> told him about it. And he's like, okay, do what you got to do. Um, so we had all this audio porn exchange. Like some of them were like intense scenarios. Some of them were just like those tracks that I told you were just like we were listening to each other and whatever. And others were like just sort of like talking. It like really, and that's what was the reason why this is relevant is because I feel like you, it's so much more intimate that you feel like you really like get to know somebody in the way that if you were just looking at like a jerk off video or something, you wouldn't get to know them. But the weird thing, the way that it sort of faded, like we're still friends, I still talk to him, but. The way that it faded is that I started to, like, learn more and more about him and it, like, kind of ruined it. Not that, like, he's a, in any way, like, like I mean, he's cute and, mm-hmm. like, he's he's fine. He's a great guy. But, like, I could no longer overlay my fantasies onto him. And it was kind of like, <laughs> all right, I guess this is, like, you know, it's too real now. I feel like that's when all my actual relationships end, too. <laughs> I, know, right? <laughs> I know. I know. How old was he? Um, at the time, he was 26. He's, like, saving it for marriage. Did you ever worry that maybe he was something completely different than what he said? Oh, yeah. I was I was totally worried that I was getting catfished. but um, And that's why I kind of, like, asked for more information. But then when I got the information, I it was like— It seems to be good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll never know whether or not he's actually a virgin. But, like, I know what he looks like. I know his full name. I, like, you yeah. know— and now I'm kind of like, well. Not to make you feel guilty, but that must have been pretty crushing for him. He had, had like he developed this like really intense connection with this person who he like he had never actually had sex with anybody, but he was like really into you. And then you were like, "Can I know a little more about you?" And you, he told you, and you were like, "Peace." That's not what happened. You guys, I'm so much meaner to every boyfriend I've had than that. So like, he's up on Nona here. Well. I mean, so first of all, I started to feel really intensely towards him, too, because I'd never been able to relate to somebody who was – I'd never been able to rate, relate to, like, a 26-year-old religious virgin before, you know? Like, this was, like, a really interesting way into it where, like, you learn about their sexual fantasies first and then you, like, talk about all kinds of other stuff. But, like, when – and, and, like, it wasn't, like, as soon as I learned about him, like, we stopped talking. It was more like – Eventually, I was like, this can't live in fantasy land anymore. Like, I have a life. You have a life. And, like, that's weird. It lost its steam Yeah, it really did. And, like, I think he understands. Like, it's not (laughs) – it's not like I was instantly like, oh, never mind. It was all due to, like, sort of the cover of audio that, like, you – we could really just imagine all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm sure he was idealizing me, too, because he didn't – he didn't have to deal with me as a person or even like me as a physical being. So compare it to phone sex because this is – it's like on some level it's basically the same content but you're not directly interacting with the person. So therefore it's like slightly safer theatrical environment or like less charged with social anxiety. What Like how, 
How does it compare to the experience of calling a phone sex line, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird that that phone sex fell out of fashion because it is pretty much like phone sex. I mean, even some phone sex lines, you get some like automatic recording sometimes. Like mm-hmm. there's like some version of phone sex where you just like press one to hear this eight minute <laughs> thing, I think. Which is also the case, I think, with certain webcam experiences. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So I, I think it's just... Well, you get, you get to, from, on the menu, you get to choose how long it's going to be. You're like, oh, no, this no. is for six <laughs> minutes. I want six minutes or what? Like, well, I mean, you're paying by the minute, so I don't oh, know. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Like it's a total, it's like on a continuum. But even, but, but I think like now that people don't talk on the phone as much, like phone sex sort of sort of fell out of favor. Like it basically fell out of favor during the internet era. Well, like I can't even hold my phone to my face for that long because it like gets uncomfortable and feels weird. Yeah, and if you're like uncomfortable calling like a restaurant to order food and like <laughs> it's going to be hard to like talk to some you know. know. Yeah. <laughs> so this brought me to this um really funny sort of debate that I started asking everyone I knew like if there's no sound to the porn, do you, would it still be enjoyable to you? And I remember, um, and I remember this from actually years ago. I believe it was Deadspin. Um, Drew McGarry has that column where the fun bag where people, or he used to rather, people just write in with random questions. And one girl wrote in, and she was like, "For me, um, if there's no sound, it's not even worth the porn." That um, and then so like in the comment section, I remember everybody debating it, and all the men across the board were like, "No, I have to see it. I don't give a fuck about the noise." Um, and it was really interesting to me that that divide. On one hand, you know, we're often told that women are more driven by narrative, less driven by visuals. Um, did you find that there was, I don't know, some kind of gender dynamic to audio porn, or um, to to who is drawn to this, or? Well, I mean, the majority of the people on GWA are dudes, so I wouldn't say that that was completely Mm -hmm. true. Also, the one of the main characters in my story, uh, Jane Shattuck, is like the closest you could get to an audio porn star. She's like, she was making like half a million dollars a year at one point doing like audio porn fantasies. Oh, it's a whole other story. But basically, she she would make. she would make audio fantasies and put them on an audio tape. And then when CDs came about, she would put them on CDs. And then she eventually had a website and she was mm-hmm. like making so much money. And they were all these dudes who just wanted more of an intimate experience. Um, so it was like made to order for particular customers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, no, I don't think they were super custom like the way that like, say, Raven Fox did for that, uh-huh. that divorced guy. But they were like, if you want, I think she did like fetishy stuff. So she was like, she did stuff with like panties and she did stuff with like stilettos and things like that. And they were all dudes. So I feel like may, I, I know that there's that cliche of like more dudes are visual mm-hmm. and women need a narrative. And like maybe that's true. But there's like certain there's a lot of guys who are interested yeah. in audio porn. Also, the truthfully, like in porn, like the video is more narrative than the audio. I think the audio is like <laughs> yeah. basically nonsensical and the video is like really where you get your story. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Although, I mean, if it's like gonzo porn, it's not like a narrative at all. But, <laughs> but I totally agree with that. Like I, if I would never watch porn with the sound off. It's like so not hot to me. I know. And I actually have done that too where, you know, like you sort of like listen and you don't really look because the other problem is that um, like if you're watching porn, then like as a woman, I'm like, oh, God, her hip looks really uncomfortable in that position. You can't <laughs> help but be like, oh, that doesn't look fun. Um but if you don't look at it, you don't know what they're doing, and you're like, I assume it's really wonderful. That's right. You fill it. It's that thing when you um, when you lack information, you sort of you 
depend, maybe if you're really pessimistic, you don't do this. But I feel like the lack of information in sort of sexual and romantic situations, you automatically just fill in what you're hoping for. Of course. Which is that exact thing of, you know, like you meet a guy, you think he's perfect, and then you find out the thing, you know, that the things you don't know, you sort of either catastrophize or imagine to be flawless and wonderful. So when you remove the actual body and the person, I just imagine a perfect body and I imagine whatever I want to be happening ought to be happening. Yeah. And isn't that the ideal when you're just having a fantasy and like rubbing one out? Like, why would you want to be bothered with these mundane details? You (laughs) might as well have your like ultimate fantasy. Maybe that's a good segue to the place that brings all of this together, both narration and sex sounds, which would be that Pornhub project in which they added narration. And I sort of I'm not sure. I'm really curious how how people are enjoying these. I feel like it's like it's like filling in FOMO more than anything else. Like if you were blind and you feel like you missed out on a cultural moment or something like that. Yeah. But there aren't that many porn films slash videos like that anymore. You know, that are like like maybe this would have been more useful in like the Deep Throat era when everyone was going to see that movie. The funny thing it does though is that it basically just fills in the gaps of what someone like Raven Fox, a you know, who's good at making audio porn, she's already adding narration. But when people are just having sex to have sex, they don't have enough words often because you communicate, you know, visually or you communicate by touching someone. Um you aren't literally like, let's move that blanket aside, unless you know that somebody needs to imagine that. And that's why you need like a play-by-play announcer. With that in mind, let's go to my interview with Alex Klein, the marketing manager at Pornhub. We're joined now by Alex Klein, the marketing manager for Pornhub, calling in from Montreal. Hi, Alex. So Pornhub just a week ago launched their described video category. What is that and where did the idea for it come from? Sure. So it's a new category that we launched on the site um, that's specifically targeted at our visually impaired um, audience. And basically, like, we've been talking, I would say, for the past couple of months about different ways of making uh, the site more accessible to our community. We do have... Um, upwards of 60 million people visiting us a day, so that's lots of different people to keep in, you know, keep happy, keep into account, and try and have like really amazing content for. So uh, we thought this was like a really great way to start, and yeah, so it's basically some of the most popular videos that have been viewed on the site of all time. What we did is we had them sort of specially tailored um, with the visually impaired audience member. In mind. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of making them? I know your press release said that you use some voiceover actors. I guess I'm wondering how the A, the casting worked, and B, I don't know, do you use a script? Do you just ask, you know, somebody to yeah. sit down and describe what they see? It was it was actually like a pretty huge undertaking. Um, so first we had to decide on the videos that we were going to use. There again, we wanted to make sure there was like nice diverse content. So we took sort of from all areas of the site. So there's straight content, there's gay, there's trans, there's bisexual, um, all kinds of different stuff. And then we sort of shortlisted those. And then, yeah, we worked with um, a small team of writers who we sort of explained the concept to. So the idea was that we were going to keep the original audio from the video as kind of like an underscore. Um, So you can still hear kind of what's going on, but we really wanted them to sort of add to it. So just describing things like that you wouldn't normally just gather, I guess, from listening to a video. So sort of the sort of things like what the models look like, 
what they're wearing, like what the room looks like, um, you know, if they're outside giving some sort of description of the scenery, that sort of thing. It really sort of paints like a fuller picture, I guess, for someone that's not able to actually see what's going on on the screen. And then, yeah, in terms of the voiceover, we hired professional voice actors, um, and we didn't really want it to be, like, too, like, clinical, and Mm -hmm. we also didn't want it to be, like, super over-the-top, like, to, like, 1-900 number, like, phone text operator sort of thing, because we thought, you know, like, we wanted to still people to be able to use their imagination, so we wanted it to be sort of, like, somewhere in the middle. Um, I think we have a little clip from one of the described videos, if you don't mind, just if we can listen to it and just talk a little bit about how it works. This is Pornhub's descriptive audio of the video, Kim Kardashian Sex Tape with Ray J by Vivid Celebs. It stars Kim Kardashian and is five minutes and two seconds long. The video opens on a medium distance view of Kim K and Ray J kissing on a large bed. Kim is wearing a white bathrobe and Ray has on a white tank top and shorts. He gets up off the bed to lean forward right into the camera and gives the viewer a motivational speech of sorts. It cuts, and now we get a shot from above of Ray's cock and Kim's face. He's standing on the bed, and she's kneeling. The camera is blurry, but we can see her face, her tits, although she's wearing some kind of bra or halter top, and the head of his big cock as she puts him in her mouth. Was that music the background of the original video that we were hearing? Yeah, we didn't add any music or anything like that, just the voice. Amazing. So it's almost like um, like the director's cut version of yeah. popular pornos. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I started talking to men and women that I know, and I feel like a lot of people kept on saying that the audio for them was like one of the big draws of porn, that as opposed to yeah. looking at a picture that you get all the sounds of sex. And it makes sense to sort of overlay those two things together. I would imagine that porn is still enjoyable for somebody, even if all they're getting is the audio version. Um, for sure. And I guess like on that in that sense too, like it definitely varies from video to video. Like if you're if you're looking um, at stuff that's more like domination, I guess focused. Like there's a lot more sort of conversation back and forth that's going on between like the models. But if you know a lot of the scenes, like there's some sort of introductory thing going on, and then when they get down to it, it's like you know just like the moaning and like a couple of words here and there. But you would Mm -hmm. have no idea necessarily that like okay they're switching position now or they're moving from like the bed to the couch or you know he's taken off this article of clothing and blah 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 so that those are the kinds of like little details that we were really hoping to capture with this so were your voice actors all in montreal as well uh yes we had most of them were and then there were a couple that we um did online i can't help but ask mostly because i am so charmed by your canadian accent was there a specific decision (laughs) about the type of accent you wanted these people to have or how? No. Oh, man, is it really that strong? <laughs> no, but I love it. I mean, I've got like this, I don't know if you can hear or like what it would be to you. I have this crazy grating Minnesotan accent, according to other Americans. And it sometimes gets compared to Canadian accents, but I think we do not sound anything alike. I find you very charming. I greatly enjoy your accent. <laughs> well, I think you have a lovely voice. Do you ever want to produce some content for us? Oh, my God, it? I would love to. Can I? <laughs> Sure, yeah. Wait, I would absolutely love to do that. (laughs) Amazing. Let's hook it up for sure. (laughs) David Nona, what did you guys think of the described video porn? It's so so weird. It was like they were sort of trying to make it hot. Like it wasn't a, a straight, like, you know, straightforward narration. But it like... 
it just wasn't nearly enough for it to really work, right? I just don't understand. Like, if you were born blind, how is any of this helping you? Like, well, you don't I know think what some a people weren't. Like. Some people weren't born blind. Right, I know. I'm but, just, yeah. Just saying in that case, it's like, wouldn't you... I feel like even if I were bl- born blind and I didn't know what anything looked like, I would still know what, like, what, like pleasure sounds sounded like, and that might be fun. I imagine that in that case, then, visual narration wouldn't be helpful because right. that's not how you're... If you're, you know, born blind, your imagination probably doesn't need to be told it's a white robe. Like, your imagination will operate. You'll probably listen to it and then imagine it tactily, I would imagine. Blind, blind, do we have any blind listeners? Please call in and tell us. And that's it for Sex Live this week. Nona, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks so much. A reminder that you guys can always reach our voicemail box at 646-494-3590. We didn't have time to play any messages this week, but call us and tell us what audio aspects of sex turn you on or... We're going to get so many heavy breathers this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell us, was any of this episode sexy for you? (laughs) Are you now turned on? Gross. Right, like how much traffic we're driving to, uh, what's it called, GSA? No, wait, GWA. Gone Wild Audio. Yeah, do you find audio porn sexy? Is porn worth watching if you can't hear it simultaneously? Like how important is the visual versus the listening aspect? Sex Live is produced by Sam Dingman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. See you guys next week, and thanks for listening. Speaking Do you of think guess. Garrison Keillor is a talker during sex? Dude, there <laughs> Can is you actually, imagine that voice? There's actually like Garrison Keillor audio porn. What? Yes. There's no. Like, yes. I'm going to send it to you and you guys can play it after this. Wait, it's what so do you funny. mean? Like, It's like, this is Garrison Keillor from Prairie Home Companion. Wait, so people people made like erotic fan fiction of Garrison Keillor in audio form? Yes. This is Garrison Keillor from a Prairie Home Companion. I was at the Lake Wobegon Adult Bookstore one hot summer night, picking up a copy of Prairie Girls Gone Wild, when I noticed a young man in front of me in ripped denim jeans, holding a shopping basket filled to the brim with merchandise, a copy of Blue Boy magazine, a fistful of lubricants, which must have been invented by NASA for masturbating in space, an oddly shaped piece of camping gear called a flashlight, and a tube of extra-long-lasting non-prescription topical anesthetic. I said, son, let me give you some advice. In my day... We didn't need all of this gym crackery to get ourselves off. Instead of dropping a C-note on the gizmo that you're going to have to clean in Mom's dishwasher, we just used the inside of a banana peel. We ate the banana beforehand, an excellent source of potassium. When you're done, drop the whole thing in the compost. It's... The circle of life, your seed returning to Mother Earth. For lubrication, we used a generous helping of ketchup. Why else do you think we say that ketchup is for the good times? And ketchup has natural mellowing agents to prolong your pleasure. And if I wanted to splurge, I'd thrust my pecker into some bebop, rebop, rhubarb. 
pie. There's nothing like the fibers in a good rhubarb pie to simulate the texture of the vaginal walls, or, in your case, the, the alimentary canal. By that point, I had helped the lad return all of his overpriced merchandise, save for the copy of his pornographic magazine, which he clutched in his beautiful, strong, young hands. He said to me, "'Well, I still want to buy this, Mr. Keeler, don't I?' I took pity on the boy and his pocketbook and gently returned the magazine to the shelf and handed him my card. I said, Young man, because I just met you, this may sound just a little crazy. Did you know that all the other boys in Lake Wobegon, they try to chase me? They do. But here's my card with my number. When you get home tonight, I want you to call me. Maybe.